0: Portions of the Arthur Idala Power Hour, sponsored by Bay Ridge Honda. Portions of this program are pre-recorded. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970, The Answer.
2: Welcome to the Arthur Idala Power Hour, starring Matt Sambolin. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, hey. Sambolino? What is going on? Hope you had a good weekend, sir. Well, um, it was a, a 50-50 kind of a situation. I'm, only like, I'm like, why am I hearing all this noise? Because I have like two other microphones going on here. Um... Yeah, well, I had I had uh, before I get to Judge Leventhal, who's gonna we, we have three guests. It's like a power packed show here, uh, as Judge Leventhal likes to call this law firm. It's a heart attack practice. Um, somehow or another, Samuel, you know, I wound up being like a little under the weather, which I still am. But I'm here. I am at my desk in the law firm because basically, if I'm not here, they don't do anything. So I'm like, no, 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 the, your microphone is off. You, you do not. I'm the judge now. Okay. I'm the judge. Okay. He used to be the judge and I couldn't talk. And now I'm, I got the power here. So here's what I want to say. First of all, and I'll talk about this more at the end of the show. But Friday uh, and Saturday, I got to host um, Frank from Staten Island and his gorgeous wife Rebecca, who we also call Rachel. No, no, actually, her name is Rachel, but we call her Rebecca. It's a, it's an inside joke. My dad had a l- little mishap mishap with her name, calling her Rebecca instead of Rachel, and we all like latched onto, it, and it was like an inside joke. Um, and their little son Carmine, and that was really, it was really great. Um, and because. God bless the weather app. You know, it said it was supposed to rain all day and be miserable, but it wasn't. It was beautiful. Really beautiful on Saturday. and We had a lot of fun. And then Sunday, it was, oof, it was torrentially raining. And then, like, I don't know if it was the weather or what it was, but I just didn't feel so well. So I was supine most of the day yesterday. And, you know, in my little, I wear this little Fitbit watch thing. And usually it has, like, 12,000 steps, 18,000 steps, 19,000 steps. Yesterday I had 3,000 steps. But um, I got to do something very, very, very cool, really super, super, super cool for me that I'm going to talk about in the very last segment, because now, without further ado, I have to, so I don't get in trouble, get ready with the song there, sambalino the one, the only, Joni Pelzer.
3: I don't hear my song. There we go. Thank you very much, Matt. <laughs> you need to lower your mic. I'm sorry you're not. Just a
2: hair. I did it. I took care of it. Are you Thank better you. today? Um Sammelino, are you good? Oh, am I better today? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm fine. I mean, I wasn't like knocked out, but every you once look in a
3: while. John G-
2: Esposito Gian- goes, maybe you should try to limit your days to thirty-five hours. <laughs> um Are you okay, Joe?
3: I'm great. Can I hand over
2: the mic to I know you're gonna to miss Judge me the Lamenthal? rest of the week.
3: This is the only day you get me.
2: Okay. Aww. Oh, you're not gonna beat the live remote?
3: I'm not. Wow, how'd you,
2: you do that? that? Oh,
4: that's horrible. <laughs> Without
2: further ado judge john leventhal
4: i just want to uh, do you mind oh uh, you're okay i just want to correct you judge Cammons and i were here all weekend and and also judge lewis was reading, here reading the judge Times. lewis was here on sunday as well so reading you're the, Times, you're the only one who was reading the not post, here. you're the, the only news one what were you here? reading Watching a baseball game on the TV? I can watch the game at home.
2: Just because you guys come here to hide from your wives, that doesn't mean that it's, you know. My my wife was in Massachusetts, so I wasn't hiding from my wife. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for your hard work. Okay. And so I come in, and Joan says to me, oh, Judge is going to be on because the Supreme Court had a big decision. I said, the Supreme Court's out of session, so take it away, Judge Leventhal. Uh,
4: United States versus Rahimi, right? This is a, a case which really has a lot of significance but means a lot to me. Of course, in 2002, I wrote the John Adams decision, which basically has to do with uh, a person who was convicted of a domestic violence misdemeanor or subject to a uh, order of protection was banned to having a gun. Now, you should know, Arthur, because you had a case with one of your clients not too long ago. On the 18 U.S.C. 922 G, there's three relevant provisions. G1 is if you're convicted of a felony, you cannot have a gun. G eight and nine deal with someone who is the subject of an order of protection, or a, and a domestic violence misdemeanor, which is the use of force. And I'm handing you now my John Adams decision for you to read tonight if you can't sleep. But in any in any event, that in if you if if you convicted the
2: state of New York versus John Adams any
4: relation to the president? And yeah. no, I don't think so. Uh, he wanted to have a gun for hunting purposes only, uh, and but uh, he was convicted of a domestic violence misdemeanor, and he also had an order of protection. Now, the order of protection is the Lautenberg amendment. Senator Lautenberg passed that. Now, what this, what the the intermediate uh, court did, appellate court did, is said, and and I have much respect for Judge Scalia, and I love the Crawford decision, which came out March eighth. Two thousand and four, which basically went back to the eighteen twenty eight uh, dictionary and definition of bearing witness etc, and he found that the only way to test credibility during a criminal trial and and he changed the whole landscape uh, of criminal trials was through the crucible of cross examination thereafter reliable hearsay was not going to be admissible unless the person testified or unless the defendant had a prior opportunity to cross-examine the the witness, the uh, the declarant who made the out-of-court statement. So now, the, the, the court, some courts are trying to apply that same principle going back to the originalist uh, interpretation and say there was no order of protection in 1791 when the Constitution was, I am, there was well, Judge Kamins no, is now interjecting No, he's trying himself. to confuse me, basically. No. In se- in se- I think In, that's in 1791, there was no, this is what Rahimi's about, they're saying there was no order of protection, there was no domestic violence misdemeanors. And by the way, domestic violence misdemeanor is the use of force or the attempted use of force. So an assault or an attempted assault, you get a conviction of a domestic violence misdemeanor. And they're saying, "Oh, there was no such a thing, and therefore, a person has the Second Amendment right to have guns." Well, my my a firearm. Now, by by the way, it's not just a gun; it's a pistol, it's a it's a shotgun, it's a it's a rifle, it's an antique gun. You're not allowed to have any of those, and because they one part always travels through interstate commerce. And if you read my Adams decision, I, I talk all about that. However, the interesting thing is, yes, if we let's let's assume that everyone has the right on the Second Amendment to have a gun. But you can forfeit any right, any constitutional right. And I think it makes sense legally and and also commonsensically that if you commit a a crime against your spouse or, or girlfriend and it's a domestic violence misdemeanor or a felony Or you are subject to an order protection while the order duration of the order protection, you should not be able to have a firearm. And the and the statistics and the research. So tie this. Hold on. Bear this out that a woman is much more um, in danger when she resides in the home of her abuser and he's got guns. So tie this into what did the
2: Supreme Court do today? They
4: granted certiorari, which means what? Permission to appeal to the. uh, I think it was the, the people, I think the the, low, the lower court, uh, found for the defendant that it's right to have a firearm. Okay, could you hand
2: the microphone over to Judge Cameron? Hell one no. Second. Just, just could you give it to Judge Cameron? Judge Cameron, could you take the microphone, please? Okay, just we got two minutes left. Could you just tell me what he just said?
0: <laughs> the Supreme Court is just, it will decide whether a person, even though subject to a, an order of protection, uh, and and which are serious matters, is still permitted to have a gun.
4: <laughs> but but I have to let you know, Arthur. Thank you very there's much. There's other sections Church, in absolutely. play. Go ahead, go ahead. We have I mean, two minutes gonna, left. Go ahead, they're they're going to say in the old days, felons had guns in 1791. Right. They're going to say that there was no domestic violence misdemeanors in those days. And if someone... You you, you have to understand that... Don't get frustrated. I then, am though. frustrated. I know. I can see. I can because, see it on your face. Because years ago... There was a defense to burglary, uh, to felony murder. The guy would break down the door of his wife, have sex with her and kill her, and be charged with felony murder. And they would say, no, I had a conjugal right to have sex with my wife, and therefore they would be acquitted of the felony murder. But they would still be charged with the murder. Right. And Still. Yes. This is how the times have to be changed. And this
0: okay. case will have a serious impact on what's called the red flag laws w- around this, the state and the country, which p- uh, permit the police to go into premises to seize guns for people uh, who are under orders of protection. And uh, that will that will have a devastating effect.
2: you
4: got 60 seconds to wrap it up. And for future shows, you want someone who's smart and. No, you're the you smart bring, guy. You bring Camens. You want someone who's passionate, you bring me. No, but it's the same with your commercials.
2: Like. Okay.
3: To interject here because here we we've go, been Samuel talking Lino. about this all day, and the judge has been asking to be on about this. This is something he is Listen, extremely he so up, he took off his shirt Extremely tie. passionate so, about So
2: it. you, uh, those of you not on Facebook important. and listening to us on the radio, Judge Leventhal is so passionate. He ripped off his tie. He ripped <laughs> off his shirt. He's sitting here and he, in a he t-shirt. Ran court, he, he, ran he ran the first court.
3: He ran the first court. So was this is the something. He was the person, the and culture. he wrote a book about it.
4: Yes, which is holding the door We want open. women to be safe in their <laughs> homes, and they are not safe if an abuser has a gun. The th- even the threat of such violence it shouldn't be condoned. All right. Well, do you have a prediction on the outcome? I think that the Supreme Court judges... 20 who, seconds. ...who are cons- who may be considered conservative, have daughters, wives... 15 the, seconds. Go ahead. What's and sister- and so sisters. And sisters. So what going to happen? And they know that they may be they may be in so danger so therefore what's your prediction they're going to they're going to uphold the statute 18 USC 922 which
2: means if you're if you, you're, you're on the, if you're on probation you means you can't you can't have the gun
4: if, if you have a domestic violence misdemeanor, if you have an order of protection, you can't have the gun. Have the gun.
2: All right, folks, there you go. Two judges trying to explain to you what Joni Pelzer could have done all on her own. <laughs> we'll be right back. we got another great guest coming up to talk to you about President Biden uh, relieving students of their debt. Don't go away. He makes sure his toys don't have any sharp edges.
5: You taught her what to do when
3: the smoke alarm goes off and to wear a helmet when she rides her bicycle. You do so much to keep your child safe. But are you using the right car seat for your child? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Protect your child's future at every stage of life. For information on the right seat for your child, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat.
0: Sponsored by the New York State Governor's Traffic Safety Committee. Turbulent times. Call for clear-headed insight. It's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. The new Salem News Channel. The greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. Home to the people you trust. Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Refreshingly, honest, always unfiltered. Streaming free on your TV 24-7. Intelligent analysis for intelligent people. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv.
2: Bay Ridge Honda, that's what it's all about. Bay Ridge Honda, $1,500. That's how much you can get when you turn in your trade your trade or lease and purchase your next vehicle with Bay Ridge Honda. They have been your family-owned and operated dealer for over 60 years. The Honda dealer serving all five boroughs browse from over 200 new honda vehicles and over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the honda true program at their 2022 president's award winning dealership and right now get zero percent apr financing and zero down payment on select new 2023 honda models all month long. Plus, receive fifteen hundred dollars when you turn in your trade or lease. When you purchase your next car with them, and even if you don't buy a car from them, even if you don't buy a car from them, they'll buy your car from you. So, visit the Sabah family at Fourth Avenue and Eighty Eighth Street in Brooklyn, New York, or online at BayridgeHonda.com. That's BayridgeHonda.com. These deals are available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details. Sale ends July 20, July 30th, 2023. This is Jerry
6: Boyer for townhall.com. BlackRock is a Wall Street behemoth managing more of your pension dollars than any other company in the world. It led the way in pulling corporate America left by pushing ESG, environmental, social, and governance investing. This approach takes the focus off of the fiduciary responsibility to put the financial performance of your retirement funds above all else and shifts it towards various social goals. The backlash has been severe. Recently, the CEO of the firm, Larry Fink, distanced himself from the investment trend he himself fostered. He announced a rebranding away from ESG, saying that he was embarrassed to have been involved in this political debate and said that ESG had been weaponized by the far left and the far right. Well... The left used it as a weapon the right is just defending us against that but mr fink is the solution not obvious stay out of political debates and you won't find yourself ashamed of the political debates that you're in
2: let's talk about our friends at Connors and Sullivan hopefully your husband wife significant other is not in a hospital or rehab center but if they are people could be telling you "Oh, you're not eligible for Medicaid These costs can cause bankruptcy, legitimate bankruptcy. Well, you shouldn't panic. What you should do is be prepared. And how do you prepare? You call the lawyers at Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law. These lawyers know their stuff because they've been helping hundreds of people for 40-plus years years they'll tell you exactly what you're eligible for they'll also help you devise a plan so that you never have to even think of the word bankruptcy call Connors and sullivan and you'll get a free initial consultation with a lawyer just call 718-238-6500 718-238-6500 they have offices in manhattan brooklyn queens and staten island it's never too late but the sooner you act the better so don't wait. Call Connors & Sullivan, 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500.
6: Listen to AM 970, The Answer, on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. This is a story about
2: Billy Joe and Bobby Sue. Two young
4: lovers with. Tune
2: like the us. News. Um, So San you got some compliments Head this weekend.
0: Okay, to
2: uh, Todd Shapiro over the house, who is a renowned PR guy, and uh, he's been on the show. And, and Joan, let's have him on again this week, Todd Shapiro. Um, he uh, he was involved in that whole Gilgo Beach. Um, news um, press conference. I was helping out the district attorney of Suffolk County, Ray Tierney, who I was texting with over the weekend, congratulating him because, let's face it, it's a feather in his cap that he put together this task force and really motivated and pushed people to work harder on on these cases regarding these women who were um, missing and nobody knew what happened with them. Um, But, uh, Todd Shapiro, you know, was complimenting me on the show, and I wasn't sure. Is was he really, really complimenting me on the show? Do you have Sambolino's, like, regular sheet, you know, the run of the show thing? Yeah. Sorry, I'm just talking to Joanie. Joan likes to put, like, 600 pieces of paper on my desk, which is nice. I'm not complaining. Um, but he, so the way, I didn't test him, but the way it came out that he actually does listen to the show, Bellino, is he was complimenting the music. And nice. he was actually calling out, A bunch of the tunes, the bumper music that you play. So um, I just thought that you would like to. um,
0: Always appreciate hearing your feedback.
2: Yeah, as uh, oh you know, Samuele, I would I would love us to do um, put in in your put this bee in your bonnet. Some uh, more, um, yeah, the bee in your bonnet. Joni's here. It's the last day with Joni. I could kind have of caught an early flight. I I know. Samolina wants to know: Could you you didn't catch an early flight today?
3: <laughs> tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. You're okay. gonna miss me tomorrow,
2: people. Some some. Let's let's incorporate. It's summertime. Some TV. Some TV song. Okay, you okay. know. You know. Little San Francisco sun. Little Happy Days. Little Barney Miller. You know. Mash. You got it. Um. All right. So we were just talking about the Supreme Court of the United States about a case that they will decide next year. But let's talk about one that they just decided, and that was the Supreme Court of the United States' decision to strike down President Biden's student loan forgiveness plan. Um, Because now what the FTC is warning... Uh, is that borrowers with student loan debt should watch out for scams about popping uh, these scam businesses popping up and saying well now that you have to pay back your student loans uh, you know, we'll help you do this x y and z and um, It could just be a total way to get your personal information and then rip you off so Joan found for us Paul Oster, he's American America's credit man. He is the founder and CEO of Better Qualified, www.betterqualified.com. Without further ado, Paul, tell the students whose loans were forgiven and now are not forgiven what to, how to make sure they don't get scammed.
1: Sure. Well, there's only one thing that you need to do, and that's go to studentaid.gov, studentaid.gov dot gov is the only place that borrowers should be going for information about their student loan debt. And and unfortunately, look, this has become a, a political volleyball, and it's going back and forth, back and forth. And, and you know, borrowers are more confused now uh, than ever. But the reality is, you know, continue to hope for the best, but they have to prepare for the worst. And, and the worst would be that none of this actually, you know, uh, none of the debt gets forgiven. Um, And they're going to have to pay it all back. And, you know, um, we're going to wind up somewhere in the middle, I think. Um, If you go back to uh, when uh, President Bush was actually in in office, he passed one of the original um, bills, the College Cost Reduction and Access Act, uh, which Biden is now trying to, you know, play upon that uh, with this uh, program. What what would that
2: bill have done? What was what was. Uh, President Bush so, trying to accomplish. Yeah, so this makes total sense, right? It
1: said it, it, the, the repayments can revert back to what's called an income-based repayment plan. So if students are now faced, which many of them are, with, without the income and revenue that they thought they were going to be making, that the student loan repayment should be adjusted accordingly. The debt's not forgiven, but it's giving them you know, a payment option that doesn't drown them. Right, and that's what we all want. If you got to pay back your loan, pay back your loan. But I don't want you to miss meals. I don't want you to miss medicine. I don't want you, to, you know to wind up homeless because you had to pay back your student loans. But so it's an income-based repayment plan. It's been around since 2007. Um, unfortunately, a lot of students, again, they're just not proactive. You know, now we've had three years of the pause, forbearance, uh, forgiveness, deferment. Go to studentaid.gov, contact your uh, servicer directly, figure out what your payment is going to be, because it's going to be very different than it was three years ago. And look, September, October will be here within a blink of an eye. So don't wait until September (laughs) to reach out. That's when, you know, the
2: other... So, Paul, let me me just interrupt you. When you say the payment is going to be different than it was, is it going to be... A higher, lower? How's it going to be different?
1: Well, well, that's what they have to figure out, you know, so each each plan is going to be very, very different. So most students have not even gone into their portal and checked out their their loan. So they have to do that now. They have to be very proactive to figure out what the payment's going to be. Can you afford it? And if you can't afford it, take some proactive steps, get into one of these programs Because it's like everything else. I don't know if the well ultimately runs dry, but you don't want to be, you know, left, you know, outside uh, of these things. When you have the opportunity right now to get into these programs, income-based repayment programs, they've been around forever. Students need to take advantage of them before it's too late.
2: So give me an example. We're talking to Paul Oster. He is the CEO of BetterQualified.com. Paul, tell us, like, an example of a, of a scam that, uh, you know, people should be aware of or that could be coming their way.
1: Yeah, so unfortunately, we, we see it already. These bad actors, uh, you know, they probably went to school and have student loans of their own. So they're well-versed in this. So you might get a, a text message. You might get an email that looks like it's coming from your service, uh, your loan servicer. And they're going to say, find out if you qualify. For loan forgiveness, look, we're preying upon uh, very vulnerable people here. So if they think there's a chance that they can get their loans forgiven, they might go ahead and give these bad actors their name, address, social security number, dates of birth, all of the information that would be needed to assume that person's identity within minutes for sure. So don't answer an email, a phone call, or a text message. Don't answer it. You know, just, you know, leave it alone. Be proactive. Go to studentaid.gov and go from there. Do not accept a link from social media. Again, even these emails, these phishing emails, they look so legitimate that people fall victim uh, very, very easily. So if they're reaching out to you, if it's an unsolicited uh, um, request for information and, and offer for advice and help, just ignore it. And turn it around, go to student8.gov, and start your own journey, um, and you'd be much better off.
2: All right, Paul, you told us a lot about student8.gov. What does betterqualified.com do for people?
1: So we are business and, and consumer credit experts, and you know we've been helping students try and figure out the other part of it. Because unfortunately, borrowers, young students just graduated, young young people uh, you know, not a a long storied credit history, they're tending to carry uh, more credit card debt. When you have more credit card debt, your credit card balances are higher. You have lower credit scores. So now your credit score is going to wind up costing you more money for every single transaction. So we try and put all the other pieces of the puzzle together uh, for these young borrowers. For student loans, there's only one way to go about it. That's you know what we've been saying. Student uh, StudentAid.gov. For all everything else, look, their parents probably didn't have a budget, a household budget. They didn't have a plan in place. They don't have a plan in place. They they kind of fly by the seat of their pants. Um, they hope that there's enough money left over at the end of the month to pay the rent to pay the mortgage. But we know borrowers that are carrying student loan debt have lower credit scores, and most of the time, that's because they're carrying higher credit card debt.
2: All right, there you go. You have it from Paul Oster. Uh, he is the founder and CEO of BetterQualified.com, here to help you. And if you if you pay attention, uh, don't fall for any of those scams. And give us that website they should look at again, those students. StudentAid.gov. All right, there you go. Thank you so much, Paul. I appreciate you finding the time. All right, folks, it is the bottom of the hour, 6.29 here on July the 17th. And um, we're going to come back. we it talks about talk to Lauren Fix about um, this really cool automobile museum that Joni just showed me a picture of. And then I want to tell you how um, I spent uh, yesterday with my mom and dad and some special moments for me. So don't go away. We'll be right back. So why?
7: Mike Gallagher here. Time is running out to join us in Israel this fall. Dennis Prager and I are headed back to Israel in October with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to stand with Israel. We'll visit amazing places in the Holy Land designed to encourage and captivate you at every turn. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com and sign up today. In Israel, we'll explore some of the most fascinating sites from religious and political history. We'll walk the same streets that Jesus walked in Jerusalem, tracing back the steps of Jesus and the disciples. We'll float in the Dead Sea with all its healing and rejuvenating effects. We'll visit the Western Wall, a spiritual experience you'll always remember fondly. No other trip will be like this one. Sign up today to travel with Dennis Prager and yours truly, Mike Gallagher, to Israel. Call 855-565-5519. That's 855-565-5519. Or visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com.
2: So, you know, I've been talking about Plaza College for a better part of a year. Actually, this past Thursday night, I ran into Karen Santucci, um, and she's going to be the guest on the show on Thursday when we do our live remote from Plaza College, and that's when Joan decided she's not going to be there. Well, besides their school of court reporting, Plaza has four other schools of study, which you now know, including their school of nursing where they just graduated 18 students so thanks to plaza college we have 18 new nurses here in the city of new york congratulations to them plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20 share community clinic where students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist which is absolutely an incredible experience for them and you should find out about their other programs as well, like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or their School of Allied Health. And how do you figure out all this out? You just visit their website, plazacollege.edu. That's plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu.
5: for you.
2: Hemp leaf, hemp leaf in the house. Yes, Jason and Ray, the men from Hemp leaf who have made my bald head so shiny and smooth and hydrated. Um and this morning I told you I wasn't feeling that great. So I uh, I used their peppermint. Yes, a little bit of peppermint because that'll, you know, it's kind of like waking you up. I used a Barbasol um shaving cream today that seemed that it has caffeine in it. it actually was kind of tingly but now Jason told me I should use the shea butter to shave with so I don't know I got a, I got a hemp leaf coming out of my ears um, not really but it's everywhere their liquid black soap is what I use in the shower they're either whip butter or shea butter either one um, I use all over my face sometimes up my shins cuz you know you wear these socks all the time it gets a little dried out not as much now this time of the year but in winter time well horrible um, all of their products are manufactured in Long Island, New York. They're all vegan-friendly and cruelty-free. They also have their Icy Pot, which is their muscle rub. It is um, kind of a um, like a winter greenish kind of loosens up the muscles after you work out or even before. And then there's the Helixer, which is a neuropathy kind of cream that you put on your lower extremities and gets the blood flowing. Within minutes of putting it on, you're going to feel a difference because the blood is going to rush that area and it's going to make you feel happy. Remember, at Hemp Leaf, they don't put anything on your body that you would not put in your body. So visit them at HempLeaf.com. That's dot com. H-e-m-p-l-i-e-f.com. Mention the name Arthur at checkout and receive 10% off.
6: Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com.
0: We return now with lifetime New Yorker and legal analyst, attorney Arthur Idala, and the Arthur Idala power All
8: oh, my friends, the low rider. The low rider.
2: Nice tune. So that that little riff right there, that da da da, da 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 that's what the Beastie Boys play in come of their tunes. Samples, that's what you call those, right? That's right, samples. Commonly used in music. Commonly used in music. Love it. Um. Let's see. It's Monday, and I saw this article that read... Car fanatics seek parking spot for Automobile Museum in Manhattan. Manhattan has museums devoted to art, dinosaurs, sex, sex, mathematics, Swedish photography, and tenements. But is the car-hating borough ready for a museum celebrating the past, present, and future of the automobile? Now, I will tell you, absolutely. Quote, That's the dream of a group of auto industry luminaries led by Otto Otto F. Wachs, a retired Volkswagen executive who created Autostadt in Wolfsburg, Germany, which is said to be the world's largest super destination automotive museum with over 2 million annual visitors. All right. So will a museum like this, which is... And they have a picture, and it's like, I don't know, one, two, three, four, maybe like 12, 13 stories high. And there's just a car in every slot. It almost looks like a matchbox set. Um, is that something that could happen here in New York or somewhere else in the United States of America besides just happening in Wolfsburg, Germany? Let's ask the car genius, Lauren Fix.
8: Hi, Arthur. How are you? Good. So do we going to get a museum? You got the inside scoop? No. Nope. Okay. Nope. Not going to happen. I'm going to tell you that right now. Now, I have been to Stadt, which is how they say it in Germany. Uh, it is Wolfsburg, which is a Volkswagen group that runs it. So you've got the museum, which has all the different brands. If you're ever in Germany, it's absolutely worth the trip to go to Autostadt. There's Porsche. There's Lamborghini. There's Bentley. Audi, of course, Volkswagen, Skoda, Fiat, and then, of course, all the historical museum. And there's also a history of the road there. So they do the different roads and how it's evolved over over time. So if you've never been there, it's worth it. If not, you go to my website, Car Coach Reports, put in Autostadt, which is spelled A-U-T-O-S-T-A-D-T, and you can see the full museum. But as far as it happening in New York City, this is like the third person that has I've heard about. Two have approached me in the past to be on the board. And I will be honest with you, the cost of putting that in Manhattan and getting people there is the biggest challenge, because the problem is that people in general don't come to New York City for cars. Where do they go? Detroit would make sense if they were going to do something like that. Maybe L.A., something in California. But the cost of doing it in Manhattan, plus all the permits and rules and cars and no place to test drive cars, I think would be the biggest challenge. Well, in an autostadt, um,
2: do you, could you test drive those cars? You're just looking at them in a museum.
8: There's actually deliveries of Volkswagen. So if you live in Europe, you can take delivery of your Volkswagen vehicle. It's made right there. The original Volkswagen plant is there, and um, from day one. And I was actually at that plant, and I saw some things from the Third Reich. And I asked one of the one of the guys, one of the tour guides. I said, you know. Uh, I'm Jewish. I'm thinking, uh, what's that all about? He goes, no, we have it here. So we never forget. And so that okay, I was I'll give totally okay with. I thought that was awesome that they said he had an answer for me. It's it sounded a good, but the plant is there. You can get tours. You can take delivery of your vehicles there and drive them home. If you live in Europe, they don't have that type of delivery here in the U S. So if that were the case and Volkswagen was going to do it, they do it in Chattanooga because that's where they have a plant in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So that is also a possibility. Well, look, I know here in New York, in Saratoga,
2: they have there's a, a an automobile museum, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Big one. And, and they have um, revolving displays, like you know, sometimes it's the Corvette time, sometimes it's the Mustang time, um, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of events. I don't know. I I, I mean, when there's the auto show here, uh, you know, you go with the celebrities you know, when it's closed to the public, but
8: I go mm-hmm. with the common folk, and it's packed. I mean, Pat. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Looking I'm looking new not... cars, not significant collectible cars. And there are a ton of collections in Manhattan. And people have tried. The problem is the cost of the building, the cost of the renovation of that building, and then, of course, all the permitting. And I I've renovated an apartment in New York City, and the price is 10 times higher. So maybe if they did it out in Long Island or they did it north of the city, that would be a possibility. But doing it in Manhattan, like, you need a place the size of the Javits Center. It's a huge facility, auto Stock. Um And like I said, if you look online, you'll see it. And besides the fact that it's also the Volkswagen plant. So that's kind of cool. All
2: right. So after Lauren Fix put a big bo- hole in Sorry. the balloon of having a big <laughs> automobile museum here in the city of New oh, York. i
8: have talking about that forever. <laughs> what else is going on in your world of automobiles, Lauren Fix? No, I am actually on track right now. I'm at Irwindale. Speedway, test driving, the new Ford Mustang, the, Ecos, the EcoBoost, the GT, and next week I'll be driving the Dark Horse, which is the 500 horsepower car. I can't give you drive impressions, but I will tell you we're out drifting, we're out putting it on the track, and we're going to take it out on the street, and you can see what it looks like. We've, uh, It's very edgy looking. I can tell you what it looks like. I can tell you it's got cool new screens inside, lots of safety, and they really did some cool updates, like if you... You love your Mustang, and everyone's got a Mustang story, and you see it sitting in your driveway and think, gosh, I just want to hear that engine roar. You can use the remote control and have, rev the engine with the remote control. You don't even have to be out there. I'm sure your neighbors are going to love you for that.
2: Yeah. um, wait, You, you talked about three different Mustangs. Just go through those
8: again. So the EcoBoost, which what is, is that? A 2.3 liter, It's a 2.3 liter four-cylinder engine with turbochargers on it. And then there's the GT, which is the V8, and I won't, a little technical, a little flat plane crank, which means it's a really nice engine with some good horsepower, and we are not allowed to release those horsepower numbers yet. And then we have the Dark Horse, which is the big performance version, there's supposedly another bigger performance coming, there's also race cars, but that one's going to have around 500 horsepower.
2: Okay, and um, a very curious question. That's a lot. Any of those cars? Because I know sometimes these cars you're driving are a little stripped down, but um, do they have AM and FM radios in them?
8: Yes, they do have AM radio. It's the first thing I checked. Remember, Ford was the first one to say we're not going to put AM radio in their vehicle, oh, and yeah. everybody complained. And the first thing they did, oh, oh, we can correct that, and they pressed a button and boom, your AM radio was back. So that's the power of you the listener saying we want to hear arthur on our radio in our car not on our phone
2: all right well i'm so happy that 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 was the answer to that question and for those, yeah, of, you <laughs> those of you who don't those of you don't know lauren fix as well as i do she is a mustang woman so right now she is in heaven absolute heaven yeah. to be driving the cars i mean she does a great job on all the vehicles um but to be in the, i mean she named her daughter shelby Um, so any of you who know anything about cars know what that means. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, congratulations, Lauren Fix on being in heaven. Thank you so much. All right. Well, obviously I, when you're allowed to tell us about your impressions of these cars, you're going to, you'll, you'll, you'll report back in the meantime, go find Lauren Fix. She's all over the internet. Just put in Lauren Fix and you'll see the car coach reports and all else Lauren Fix. Thank you. All right, have a great night. I will be right back. Don't go away. I want to tell you what I did uh yesterday all day which was really really special. Ciao.
7: Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate if only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10 a.m., our very own Dottie Herman, vice chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters of real estate. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet, you need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her terrific team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there's no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. She's a legend. She's the best. Period. Tune in to Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 a.m. here on AM 970, The Answer. That's I on Real Estate. Don't miss it. Saturdays at 10 a.m. here on AM
2: 970, The Answer. Let me tell you something. If my son's birthday was not in the middle, right smack in the middle of this tour, I would 100% be going on this Perillo tour with Joe Piscopo. And that's the God's honest truth. I'm going to have to argue and appeal sometime this this fall and they ask for a period of time when you're not around so that they don't schedule then and I would have just put in I would have given myself a little window there it would have been like October 10th till November 1st and so that on October 18th to the 28th when I was in Rome and Sicily I could be enjoying myself. I have so many friends who are in Italy right now. I'm going online. I'm seeing all their pictures. I am I've been in Italy already this year. I can't sound like a spoiled brat, but I just want to go back so badly, but you could go back. You can go back. Go to perillotours.com. P-E-R-I-L-L-O tours.com. My friend Mario uh, Mario Costantino is on a Perillo tour as we speak. Three nights in Rome, Piscopo performs, then to Sicily, to Taromina, Savoca, Forza Deagro, then you go to Mount Etna, Then you go to Palermo. It is amazing, and that time of year is is just a magical time over there. It's still warm. It's still warm enough, but it's not as crowded. And a Perillo Tour is a stress-free, escorted vacation where you don't lift a finger. So call today, 1-800-431-1515, 1-800-431-1515, or go to perillotours.com.
0: Did you listen to our podcasts? Hear them now on our website at am970theanswer.com Today in
2: 1972, a bomb exploded under the Rolling Stones equipment van in Montreal, believed to be the work of French separatists. Angry fans rioted, throwing bottles and rocks after 3,000 tickets for the show turned out to be fake. Oh, that was definitely not a a good day for the Stones. Let's see. Donald Sutherland's still with us. He's 88 today. Love him in uh, Animal House. Let's see. Anyone else here? Mark Burnett, TV producer. He's uh, Mr. Survivor, 63. James Cagney would have been uh, 124. Art Linkletter would have been 111. And Phyllis Diller would have been 106. So, I um, I hosted, um, I should say Marion and I hosted Frank and Rachel and Carmine. I should say Marion, myself, and Ariana. Uh, my parents were there and uh, Todd Shapiro showed up and uh, he was with his friend Malcolm, who's a charming man. We had a great time together. We had dinner together. It was really wonderful. But I, I, Sunday, I just wasn't feeling myself, which is not typical. And um, my dad uh, uses this company now called Legacy Box, where you throw either your high 8, super 8, 16 millimeter videos, or your photographs, or your slides. Um, into this box, and um, they send you it back on a thumb drive, a DVD, or even in the cloud. Um, and throughout the whole weekend, my dad was ducking away in his little bedroom in our house on Long Island, and I could hear him laughing and giggling, and oh my God, and holy cow. And you know, I'm going to be 56 in December, and I've done some cool stuff in my life, um, and You know, anyone who knows my dad knows he's got a video camera in his hand and he's got thousands and he's got, I don't know if I'm exaggerating, he's probably got hundreds of thousands of of videos because I know on my iPhone, I have a hundred thousand plus photos and that only goes back to like 2000, not even. Um, And he's been taking these videos since my parents' wedding. Uh, it It was 1960 with some of the videos from their dating days. Um, but two of the things that pop, I mean, so many things popped up. So on Sunday yesterday, it was pouring rain, like pouring, like on another level, a ridiculous level of rain coming down. And it was just me, my mom, and my dad, which is not typical at all. I can't remember when it was the last time. It was just the three of us hanging around the house. Um, Marion was was visiting, visiting her parents, um, with Arthur and Ariana. Luke is at school. Um, and my sisters traveling, so it was just us. And I started grabbing these discs from my dad and throwing them in there. And I'm, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, but I guess you know, if I look at certain benchmarks of my life and highlights of my life, stressors of my life, um, one of them—I'll do this in chronological order—was in my senior year of high school at Poly Prep. You know, for uh. Freshman year, I was, well, in seventh grade, I tried out for the play. I didn't make it. I got cut. Um, and then I think I played football because you had to choose one or the other. Then in eighth grade, I was cast as the Cowardly Lion in The Wizard of Oz. Then in ninth grade, I played uh, Baby John in West Side Story, which was amongst, that was probably my favorite just because the seniors that year were all quitting Basketball and and wrestling, which drove the athletic department crazy to be in West Side Story because it's such a cool play. Um, David Zaru was it was Riff. He quit wrestling, and Andy Stackpole was Tony, and he quit basketball. It was like a big scandal that the guy, the athletes, were going into the theater, and they kind of took me under their wing and got me in trouble when I shouldn't have been getting into trouble. It was a lot of fun, um, and I was always with Doug Jabara. He was a year older than me. Then uh, my sophomore year was Guys and Dolls, and Doug was the lead, and I was Nicely, Nicely Johnson. And then my junior year, we did Oklahoma, and Doug was the lead as Curly, and I was Will Parker, like his second. And then he left, and like, okay, what are we gonna do with Idala? And they decided to do um, The Music Man. So I was Harold Hill, which, um, who just played him on Broadway, Say it again. Hugh Jackman yes, played. Yes, so Hugh man. Jackman just played on Broadway, and of all these videos that my dad has, the hundreds of thousands of hours, one of the ones that he reproduced. So I watched a big hunk of me on stage and beforehand, and you know I was I was pretty right before I went went to school to put on the show. I was pretty calm. I was pretty, you know. And actually, watching that gave me more confidence today to see how I handled that. And then fast forward, what would it be, about 15 years? Yeah, 85 to 97, 12 years. Um, My dad has the videotape standing right over my shoulder of when the results came in the night of election night when I ran for city council in 1997. And it was amazing, all the people who I saw, all the people who helped, all the people who worked, because it was actually election day, so like, just All aspects of my life, literally from grammar school to I just left the DA's office Um, and then just people who just volunteered because that's what they wanted to do. And it was interesting how, again, earlier in that night, um, around eight o'clock, I went home just to wash up because I'd been going since like six o'clock in the morning and uh, I poured myself a little scotch with my dad and my buddy Joe Ficano, who I studied in Italy with in 1987. He drove down from all the way upstate New York, Utica, to work the last three days of the campaign with me. And again, I was pretty calm and cool. And then it, the next scene is me in the election headquarters and my campaign managers, uh, my Consultant Scott Levinson from the Advanced Group is there. He's been a guest on the show. Chuck Thies is there. He's been a guest on the show multiple times. And the votes are coming in. People are calling them in. And at 9.09, I think the first votes come in, and we're winning. 9.10, the votes come in, and we're winning. 9.11, the votes come in, and we're winning. And I look at my dad at 9.13 into the camera. I said, what do they say in Apollo 13? Houston, we have a problem. And I walk inside, and I say to Chuck, I go, we're gonna lose and he goes Arthur you won every ed. I said yeah, that means election district I said, but I didn't win by enough. These were the areas. We really concentrated on these are the ones We focused on we're supposed to kill here and we didn't But this is all on video most of it is on video right up until like they get 917 or 918 I go to Scott and I go. I'm sorry, man. He goes. What are you sorry for? And I'm like, I don't know what else we could have done. And, you know, but you're capturing me losing this election. Like, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. And then the speech afterwards, we go to the Holy Cross Church that my buddy Eric Hatsumamos secured for us. There's got to be 150 people in there. And Dominic Emrecchia, Jr., he would not allow me to concede because it was so close to um, – It was so close that the the results there was a three-person race. One of the people called me and said I won Um, I was like, I don't think so Cody. (laughs) I I have me losing and then uh, my adversary She uh, had me losing by a hundred votes. I had me losing by 200 votes In fact, there was uh, two recounts and I wound up losing by a hundred and eight votes But seeing all that on video was amazing and you know i often make fun of my father for always having a camera in his hand and everyone says D- is there really film in there boy did i appreciate those two things and i will tell you it, watching how i handle that and i'm not bragging about myself but even my dad said he goes you were so calm you handled it so well and i actually did um and that makes me feel good because i'm still in a lot of stressful situations all the time and sometimes you question your own confidence and to see that I had that degree of confidence at 17 years old and then again at 29 years old, it gives me confidence today at 55 years old. So thank you, Dad. Thanks, Padre Lou. Thanks, Chick, for hanging out with me. And um, I will, um, you know, thank you. I always I wrote in my Polyprep yearbook, I'm going to make you proud. So I live every day Aww. to make you proud, Marianne proud, Luca, Arthur, and Ariana proud. All right. Well, I got through this night with a sore throat. I started the morning with Megan Kelly today. If you look at that video, see how hurting I was. Thank you for the vitamin C, Joni. All right, we'll be back live and local tomorrow night. See ya.
8: The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna
5: and Cammons
8: PC.
0: Portions of the Arthur Idala Power Hour, sponsored by Bay Ridge Honda